In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. My bitch a choosing lover, never fuck without a rubber, never in the sheets like it on top of the cover, money on the dresser, drive a compressor, top notch hoes get the most, not the lesser, trash like the fuck for forty dollars in the club, fucking up the game, bitch it gets no love, she be cross country giving all that she got, her ties on her papa pulling pennies off the line. Smashed up the gray one, bought me a red. Every time we hit the parking lot, we turn head. Some hoes wanna choose, but them bitches too scary. Your bitch chose me, you ain't a pimp, you a fairy.
bitch I'm paid. That's all I gotta yeah. say. Can't see you little niggas. The money in the way. And I'm, I'm sitting high against the ride blazing. If you ain't gonna ride fly, then you might as well hate. Shit, I gotta eat. Yeah, even though yeah. I ain't no, it ain't my birthday, but I got my name on yeah. that cake. Shit, believe that. And if the man's won't yeah. play, and I'ma fuck up yeah. and put the ball brains on the gate. Hey, pick them up. Fuck them, let them lay. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. What is up? It is Monday. I believe, yeah, it is. We're doing this. It's okay. Don't panic. We're gonna. We're already ahead of schedule this week because the Grammys uh, were on Sunday night and nobody got slapped. <laughs> we're, guys, we can just coast. Like this week, we do not have to start the week with some kind of insane pop culture. Uh, thing. The only thing I guess we really have to worry about is what was Justin Bieber wearing? He was wearing this. It was like when I was uh, five years old and, and I wanted to dress up in my dad's suits. I, you know, is it worth it to be into fashion if that's how you have to look eventually? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, remember, like, like you know, I would go to, you know, Old Navy and buy some of the nicest fall fashions when I feel really, you know, good about myself. And that is just like I'm looking to like, hey, do I look good with a shirt tucked in? Like this guy, he's wearing suits eight times, eight, eight bigger than eight times his own size. I it's it, it makes me think I just I, I just got to keep wearing the basketball shorts thing I've got going. That's a good thing. It's a good look. Nobody's it's fine. How are you guys? How was your weekend? Was it, was it safe? Was it good? Was everything? Oh my God, you guys, if you didn't listen to Friday's show, what I did, if I, if I, I would like to say I did one of the best April Fool's Day pranks of all time. I woke up to so many, what I was overjoyed to wake up to so many messages and it was great because if you don't know on Friday's episode, I, and I thought about this for a while. I thought, and I was like, what is a good April Fool's Day prank? You know, what is, what is not, um, cause everybody's like on this kick of like, don't offend anybody on April Fool's Day. It's very, you know, like how, like, so I tried not to offend anybody except for Lisa Rinna. And I think that's a, a really always a safe way to go. But I said that I was no, <laughs> that I could not recap Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season because I got a cease and desist from Lisa Rinna because that I, I said Lisa, that I said on a podcast that Lisa Rinna eats her own farts. Now, the great thing about that is you guys would totally believe I did that, right? And it's kind of believable that Lisa Rinna Lisa Rinna would do that potentially. Like we, 
I don't think she would, but also we don't know, right? Like it's kind of in that ether of like, hmm, you know, like maybe she would. And also the funny thing is I've never said that Lisa Rinna eats her own farts. So it was that kind of perfect thing too, but it doesn't it sound like something I would say? Like that's what I was like, I never said this, but damn, it sounds like something that would re- that's very Ryan-esque. So I said this and I was very passionate because I didn't put it directly at the beginning of the show and I kind of worked into it and I was very passionate about it. And this is, it's so sad. This is really where my theater training paid off. Like this, when I was doing like Shakespeare monologues and stuff in college and really struggling as an actor, I never thought that one of my greatest acting moments would be on a podcast years, years later. Uh, so that stuff really does come in handy. <laughs> Thank you, Arizona State University. <laughs> Um, but I got so many messages and it was so sweet too, because I got so many messages of people hearing the first part and they just stopped listening to the show and they immediately contacted me and was like, I am infuriated. I am going to write Lisa Rinna right now. How dare they do this to you? Some people offered to donate to a defense fund, which I didn't even talk about on. I wasn't even going to try to do a defense fund, but my God, what a good scam that Caroline Calloway, if you're listening, that's a great scam. Um, no, I, and then, but then I said it was April Fool's and then they're like, you bastard, you got me, you bastard. And it was just, it was just really nice. And I don't mean, it was like not nice that I, it was just not, it was just like, I felt like we were all a part of something. Those are the the best parts when we can all be a part of, like, I like that there is kind of this little small building community. We, you know, we call it universe building, or at least I call it universe building. Like we're building a universe, right? You know? We do these things. So when you come up to me on a street and you smack me and you say, how dare you convince me that Lisa Rinna sued you for saying that she eats her own farts, which by the way, also, when you really think about it, she could, like, I don't even know if it's humanly possible to eat a fart. A lot of people sent messages saying that they think it is possible. So that was really cool to hear a lot of your guys' thoughts on that. But, you know, if somebody could eat their own farts... I would like to think it would be Lisa Rinna. <laughs> I just finished Harry's Bolognese and a big bowl of my own farts. <laughs> I'm very full. <laughs> Can you believe it's only like we got next month is when we start talking about Beverly Hills again. I got to tell you, man, I'm excited. I think I'm not into sports, you guys. You, you guys know that. But I feel like this is akin to what my guy friends and even a lot of my girlfriends like like leading up to the football season or the baseball season where they're like oh my god opening day man opening like i i'm starting to feel that for beverly hills of like oh fuck yeah opening day we're gonna do it man we are going to do it so i'm excited about that erica jane posted a instagram picture where you know, like th- this is how we know we're gearing up. We're seeing pictures of all these goofy girls like doing all the face tuning and the makeup. And, you know, Erica Jane shots are always now in her kitchen because she's downsized. Still a better house than I'll ever own. Uh, but and, and by the way, proud of her. Like, I'm, you know, make do whatever you need to do. But I always just find it funny when these looks and I got to talk to it's all the women out there. You guys. And I guess we're a part of this men. We we kind of cause some of this is uh it's got to, I've said this so many, it's just got to be exhausting. 
you know, a couple of people actually pointed out, no, like I like getting ready. I like gussying up and looking good. And, but then when it comes to like all the face tuning and all that stuff, you've got like, when you do that, you've got to be livid. You got to be like, what the fuck am I doing? It's like when I'm hiking up a hill, I'm trying like, I'm on my third week of my diet and like working out and trying to be better about everything. And every time I'm, I, I said that every time I go up the hill, I'm just pissed. I'm like, why do I have to do this? Why can't my body have a fast metabolism, damn it? Why am I in love with cheese and Pinot Grigio? <laughs> I was talking to a new friend today, and uh, we were talking about early pandemic. And if you guys listen to the show from the beginning, which, by the way, remember, these shows are all out there for posterity, even the really bad ones. They're all there, so you can kind of see the, the early days of this. But there were days... I mean, there were, I think, whole months where the like I we would just live and work in our house. And and the only like like I got an addiction to brie cheese, like I was eating brie cheese, no crackers, just the cheese. Like I'm even like it. I ate it like a sandwich with that, the white crust crap that you're supposed to take off. To me, that was like the bread and the cheese was the meat. I was, I was, and this, folks, I'd wake up at three and be so, I'd be like, man, what a world. I should eat some cheese right now. I just woke up and I'd eat some cheese and then I'd go back to sleep. Like we did some wild shit. Like really, we did some wild shit. I am amazed. So it, it's this weird, um, you almost feel like you're sometimes having this out of body experience when you go out now. Like today, I want to tell you, so I actually do want to tell you about this. If anybody lives in Los Angeles, I was invited to uh, see a, a play, theater, the theater, as I like to call it when I'm in my Shakespearean best. Uh, that's my Shakespeare voice, you guys. Um, I was invited to a play called Buyer and Seller. The seller is C-E-L-L-A-R, and it's at the Celebration Theater in Hollywood. And I think it runs till April 17th, but I believe they're going to extend it and they should because it was just, it was great. Like it was a great show. And it, I think it was my first play that I've seen in years because of this stupid pandemic. And I know this is a show about reality shows, but it's also pop culture. And this play was just, it was great. It was funny. It was a one man show, you guys. And one man shows are so difficult. And this dude, this actor, his name's Mike Millen. He rocked it. Like he does all of these characters during it and it was just seamless and it was just so nice to be out to be in a, a theater like the stage design was beautiful it was i mean i really geeked out you know you guys knows me know me as like a housewives lover i also love batman but i also love theater i also love music and i think you guys are like me where you do like different things it was just really really cool and the exciting part is my my new friend megan who invited me uh to this and i believe it was directed by katie Lindsay, who i met after the show and she was uh just fabulous direction and I, I was really tickled by the whole thing yeah i can say tickled it's fine and i think i'm going to try to get this guy to come on and uh do a recap with me or something because he just had such a great energy and it was just so nice but what was so great was megan was right next to me uh and her phone goes off at like halfway through the show and it was so nice to be back in that environment where you're like, I cannot believe you didn't turn your cell phone off. 
It's a one-man show. We all hear this. It was hysterical, and she was so embarrassed, and I was like, what a cool – and I just – it reminded me of all of those moments, you guys, that we missed going out in public. And we went out for a quick drink afterwards, and uh, we were on uh, Sunset, I think, uh, at Superba, I believe it was. And right across the street at, like, the Hollywood Athletic Company, there was, like, a day club going off, and it looked like hundreds of people were in line. And it was, like, 5 p.m., and I was like, what the hell is this? Is this – how long has this been going? Are we all just going out and about? Like, it's weird, you guys, because then it's like you think about this time that's passed where you're like, holy balls. We – like, you know what I'm saying? It's like we're doing these cool things again and hopefully we're being safe. But then you'll just have this flashback of you sitting in your bed at 2 in the morning eating brie cheese on a Tuesday. And then realizing you still have to get up for your job at 8.30 in the morning, which you usually drove in for. And now you're just going to go to bed with a laptop in your lap. So it's just a really bizarre thing. But I'm up for the challenge. I'm really uh, – so, Maggie, if you're listening, thank you so much. And thank you, uh, anybody at the Celebration Theater listening. What a cool thing. Okay. Uh, I already asked how you guys were doing. I actually hope, like I said, you had the best weekend ever. We're going to have a great show for you today. We're going to have uh, our Pop Culture Roundup with Sophie Ross. We talk a lot. Uh, we talk a little bit about the Will Smith stuff. Sophie is Sophie was a little hungover, so she wasn't really totally up for the Will Smith stuff. But we talk. I make her talk a lot about it. Um, we talk, uh, let's see, Black China and Rob Kardashian. There's a lot of interesting news going on over there. Um, I do want to mention we will be talking about Real Housewives of Dubai. Um, and especially as we get more information for that, I'll be talking about it later in the week as well. Really great news. I'll be on Reality Checked with Amy Phillips again on Sirius Radio. Uh, I just did that two weeks ago, and I'm going to do it again on Thursday talking about Real Housewives of Orange County, which is like, man, I cannot. Dude, I am going to talk about Dr. Jen's concrete leg and Noella being a weirdo and Heather being – Heather. Like, Heather's still – like, Heather's not changed. Like, I love the people that don't like Heather. It's like, Heather has stayed the same. You know, Heather's not tried to change for anybody. Um so I'm so excited, you know, and, and on the show on Wednesday, I'm going to give out the number and I'll put that in my Instagram stories as well. The number to call in. Cause I think they do like questions and I forgot to tell you guys last time. So if you would like, I I've always dreamed of doing a call in radio show. And, uh, so if anybody wants to call in with any kind of questions, I'm going to give it out, uh, just in case you guys want to, I think it is like 1230 Pacific, 12 o'clock Pacific standard time or one Pacific standard time on Thursday. I'll, fill you in. I love that I'm just like updating my schedule with you guys. You guys, what time do I wake up on Wednesday? Will you, would you really let me know? But, um, let's see, this week is going to be exciting. I have two auditions tomorrow. I have two commercial auditions that I have to, uh, that I just remembered right now. Actually, I've got to put one on tape and I've got to do a live one. We still haven't done a lot of in-person auditioning yet in Los Angeles. Like, so the commercial audition, the first one is where you're just on, a zoom in character, you know, so I'll have to set up a ring light. I'll have to set up this stuff. And it's so, so silly. I remember a year ago, I had for this commercial where I was like a young dad. I don't even know. Maybe it was a middle-aged dad. Who knows? Um, and there's like a little eight-year-old boy and, you know, we're in all different zoom boxes and they would try to line up the sight lines. Like we're in a car and you're like, you're both looking to the left. You're both looking to the right. And it is so hard already being an actor. 
Um, and I know you're like boohooed, like, no, I'm talking like most actors are broke. Like we're not Will Smith and all that shit. We're not millionaires. We're like broke people. But I remember just, like, you know, this poor eight year old. I'm just trying to make this. I'm like, little dude, look the way I'm looking. Don't blow this for me, man. You know, and his, his parents are in the zoom as well. And you're just like, this is so awkward on top of awkward, which is really my sweet spot is awkwardness. I think really where I shine is complete awkwardness. I don't know if you're like me. No, you guys are way, you guys are way cooler than I am. Uh, speaking of not cool, I, I've told you about the TikTok at so bad. It's good with Ryan B. I think you can find all my links on my link tree on Instagram, which by the way, I'm so close to 50,000 followers and I know I'm not supposed to want things. Like I know that. But I can't like I I think the algorithm well that and I think I just suck right now. I'm like not I'm not funny lately. Like, you know, you ever have those times where you just don't feel you're like whatever you're supposed to be. You don't feel that, you know, like I know I'm supposed to be funny or, you know, like and I just don't feel funny lately. I don't know if you guys ever have that with your life where you're like, I'm supposed to be good at math and I'm just not good at math. What a dumb what a dumb example that was, right? Math. Who the fuck's good at What are you talking about? But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm like so close to 50,000 followers and I know it doesn't mean shit. I know I'm not going to feel any differently. It's not going to change anything in my life. But for some reason, I want it. And is that bad? Is that bad to say? I don't know. I go back and forth, like, cause it's like, who cares, right? Who cares? But at the same time, I'm proud of it. Like I built that up, you know, I built that up. Like I, I really, I don't know. I know 50 doesn't mean anything. Cause then it's like, you're just going to want 51 and then 52. But, um, so anyways, uh, but the TikTok, I'm trying to make these TikTok videos and I just feel like I have two left feet on there. Like I'm trying to be goofy and silly, but then the, the, you're the, doing camera and I've got like shaky hands all the time. Like my, I get really excited. My handshakes are like the camera. Like I, it's hard for me to hold. There's just so many. And you're just like, I'm a grown man doing it. Like guys, I'm a grown man doing this. Like I, I want to be that eight year old kid that I was on the zoom audition with. That's who I want to, that's who should be worried about 50,000 Instagram followers. Not me. Thank you guys for giving me a haven to bitch. I totally get this isn't your, I shouldn't even put this on you, but it's just all the stuff I'm thinking about. So if you're looking to watch me awkwardly make TikTok videos, please don't go on over to TikTok. Um, I, uh, cause I want to, I want to figure it out. Like, you know, I'm starting to get this kind of like, it's not cockiness in any sort of the way, but I'm like, yo, I'm doing this, right? Like we're doing this together. I'm doing this. So I got to be good at this. I got to try to learn how to do this. I got to try to learn to put me into that or, you know, what we like, because we could do a lot more than we're doing. I mean, I know we do so much with the podcast already, but like there's other, I got other plans and stuff, you guys, and I want to do that all with you. Um, okay. Let's see what else I'm supposed to do some advertisements up front for me. The Patreon, that's it. Uh, released two Patreon episodes this weekend. I did like an hour and a half with Meditza Lopez, who makes all the beautiful graphics for So Bad It's Good. And she's kind of just really an amazing right-hand lady, uh, as long as well as Sandra, who does all, a lot of the booking for the show and just kind of talks me down a lot. But they're just always really amazing. Um, but I did an hour and a half with Meditza where it went all over the map. We talked about everything we talked about 90 day fiance which did you guys watch tonight 
oh my God, it was a three hour 90 day fiance. It was an hour long wrap up and then like a two hour reunion. And then there's more reunion next week. And you guys, it is, it, yeah, the show is so weird. And then it's like, you know, like, then I feel sometimes ashamed of myself if I actually start believing in their love where like they were all leaving each other at the finale and they're like, oh, we, I got to go back to my town. And I was like starting to get choked up. I was like, wow, it seems like they really love each other. And I was like, there's no fucking way that's true. Like it, 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 it is so weird. And we are so conditioned. I mean, I'm worried about myself at times when I watch these shows because I'm I just like. So we're going to find out the mystery of Ben and Mahogany. Ben, remember, is a 52-year-old dating a 22-year-old that I don't even think a real name is Mahogany. I don't even think anything's real. About, I don't. I'm so confused, you guys. This show, and if you watch it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The show is wild. And they all show up for the reunion, and they all act like their buddy-buddy. Like, hey, Ben, looking good, bud, looking good. You know, and then we got Soja Boy and and the girl that's in love with him that... There's no fucking way that's real in any stretch of the imagination. And you feel bad for her, but at the same time, she's a dick to him. So it doesn't even like every it is. It should just be called 90 messes, like just a 90 big messes. It's a big mess. And then Sean Robinson, you guys, is the host of this thing. And Sean Robinson, she started Access Hollywood like she was the first host on Access Hollywood when it first started way, way like 30 years ago or whenever it was. And I was like, and now like Sean, like, I know this is a steady paycheck, but man, I mean, some days she's got to be like, what the, f what, where did I take a left turn in my career? No, and by the way, I'm sure she gets paid more than most people doing what she does. But like when you're having to act like you care about what Soja Boy the brilliant rapper is talking about like Usma. If you, you know what I'm saying? Like she has to really like, why aren't you in love with him? Like she has to ask these questions with a serious face. Like how does she not bust up laughing all the time? Which by the way, reality gays, I know you guys might listen to them as well. They do all the 90 day stuff. Uh, uh, I hope, I think both of them got COVID and they had to cancel a couple shows this weekend. So um, I'm sending healing vibes to them. I've heard, I heard that once and I always thought it was so ridiculous sending healing vibes, but I'm going to send healing vibes. See how that works for you guys. Um, also on Tuesday, I am doing an astrology session with you've got no mail, the Instagram account at you've got no mail, uh, Sebastian Tribble, I believe his name is, I just know him, but, uh, we've been going back and forth. So he's in London and we're going to do a Skype astrology thing. And I had to give him my chart and I don't really know a lot about this stuff. So, but I'm really excited because who knows? You never know. He said he can change my life. We'll see. We'll see. I'm very excited. Very excited about that. We are, I'm, I'm trying not to say all the things that I should feel blessed about. Um, Okay, so Patreon, I did that, and I also did an hour long with Samaj Blutzen. Samaj, uh, you might know his podcast, Me I Am, which I've been on a couple episodes ago, uh, a couple episodes of. But Samaj is great because he goes, he gets all the Bravo books, he goes all the Bravo events, and he went to Craig and Austin's first live podcast taping for their podcast pillows and beer and he even uh, he even talked to austin about me and so he went to their first ever live show and he gives us a full review of that of all the tea spilled of how tall austin is of how many people were there how drunk was craig and then the next day he went to craig's book signing for peg's for craig's book uh pillow talk i believe the name of the book is and uh i guess i'll wait for that one on audiobook and then he also 
also, this is not Bravo related, but it's reality show related. He went to The Bachelor Live. I guess The Bachelor Live has a show with some of the Bachelor contestants where they bring up contestants from the audience and put them through like what it would be like to be the bat. It sounds it sounds like my worst nightmare, but he talks about that as well. And it's actually a really fun episode. I might put clips in of us talking about Craig and Austin's later this week, but I want you guys to join the Patreons. So, so maybe that'll get you over there. Who knows? Um, Oh, and my, my roommate, Megan, not the Megan I was telling you about earlier, but my roommate, Megan, uh, she is, uh, she's even getting, she's, she's getting guest spots on podcasts. Now she's on our, uh, friend of the pod, Mandy Slutzer, Slutzker's pod. Is this real life? Uh, which is another Bravo podcast. Mandy's been on this pod. I've been on her pod a couple of times and now my roommate is on the podcast. Now, uh, I've been friends with my roommate for a couple of years now. We are just roommates. We don't date. She's awesome though. So if there's any eligible bachelors that, uh, love what we all do, you know, she's, she's a lawyer. she she likes the same shit we all like, and there's no reason she should. She actually is like a really powerful, big deal lawyer, and that is wild. So I think a lot of people think it's weird that I live with uh, a girl and that she's my friend. And I think, um, which is just not, it's never been weird. Like I've always lived with girls. I mean, I was married for a bit, so I definitely lived with a girl then. But it's it's not, I don't know, it's, it's weird. And I don't really, I, I always want, time to pass before I talk about dating or dating stories for myself personally. But uh, I have uh, tried to dating and to varying various degrees of success. And I, I try to wait for a little time to tell you either the good or the bad stories in that. But uh, it is wild. And I'm not uh, if you've listened to the pod, uh, in the, I'm not the best dater. It's something that I always worry about. And, uh, you know, I didn't I never dated before you know the technology was invented like i never used the apps or anything like that like this was all brand new to me and it's like a whole new world where you really feel like sometimes you're rip van winkle where you wake up 100 years and everything's 100 years later everything's different and especially then you spend two years on COVID, two years in COVID, and you're not like that's just done you're not like dating during that period of time so it's really very interesting Oh, and then to also explain what you do to people, like, how do you explain that you're like, well, I, um, I, I, what I do, and this is technical. I, I tell people that Lisa Rinna eats her own farts. Uh, so that's, <laughs> therapists have always told me to never, you know, like, why would you worry about that? Why would you think about like, why would you go to, you know, cause then you're thinking, okay, then you tell them that. And then you picture this like, oh, then what it goes good. And then they have to introduce your parents and your parents are like, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I do a podcast where I talk about Lisa Rinna eating their own farts. You guys get it. It's oh, anyways, I'll tell you more about that at some other time, but, uh, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, the Grammys, you guys. Back to the Grammys. It was tonight. It was uh, It was fine. I just, I watched a little bit of it. It kind of was boring to me, which sucks. I thought, I, I don't know. It just, it's weird. They did the same thing with the Oscars in terms of the setup, you guys, um, where it, it, they made it look like a club. You know, there's like tables instead of chairs. Like, there were chairs, but there was like, like a swinging nightclub, you know, where they were like, all the stars were like seated at tables. 
And it's like, yo, don't, I don't want, like, I want it to look like an auditorium. Like, make it look official. Like, this club shit has got to stop. Like, the Oscars was that, like, too. It was so club-like that Will Smith just got up and smacked Chris Rock. Like, yo, no, put a barrier up there of some sort. Like, make this a big deal. I mean, it, it, I don't know. I just didn't. What did you guys think? I just thought it was, I don't know, Foo Fighters won a bunch of Grammys and they did a tribute to Taylor Hawkins, the drummer from Foo, Foo Fighters, which is cool. Uh, there was a cool performance at the end with Lenny Kravitz and uh, uh, what's her name? Her, I believe. Is that her? And uh, Travis Barker. And but, I mean, it is weird how rock is kind of very dead as opposed to hip hop and pop. Um, but I don't know. Like, it's just weird. Like then on the red carpet, we had fucking pervy couple Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker literally jamming like if you wanted to see the end of last week's uh, red carpet's performance where they were jamming their tongues down each other's throat then let me introduce you to the the Grammys red carpet because they were doing the same like the Oscars were a warm up they were just like literally they I did not see their tongue in their mouth it, their tongues lived in each other's mouth the entirety of the Grammys red carpet like they want they want to show us their privates so bad. You can tell, like you can, like they are itching. They want us to see it all. Like they are, they, they, they I swear to God, if there's any more award show this year, we're going to watch them have sex on a, a red carpet by the end of it. It's going to be at like the MTV music awards or something. It's going to be some, it's going to be some small pod, like all the big award shows are going to be over. They're going to wind up at some kind of like councilman meeting in Arizona where they give out like just awards for like, you know, just general do-gooders and Courtney and Travis are going to show up there just to have sex on a red carpet. But it's, it's, it's wild. And then Addison Ray, the fact that I even know who Addison Ray is, who I believe started off on TikTok and okay. I don't even think she does music. She was on the red carpet with some redheaded weird dude. They were jamming their tongues down each other's throat too. Back in my day, kids, and I hate that I sound like my grandpa right here, but back in my day, we didn't we didn't put our tongues in other people's mouths on the red carpet. The only people that did that were Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton, and they were special, and maybe a little bit of Pam and Tommy Lee, and they were special as well. Those are two exceptions. We did not accept it from anybody else. But you're going to tell me Courtney and Travis or Addison Rae and this little flame red-haired kid, you're going to tell me they deserve to be able to jam their tongues down each other. No, Addison Ray, you don't even sing. What are you fucking doing there? Like, honestly, the award shows are just interesting to watch now because I get to watch everybody but the people that are supposed to be there. Like, you would literally think it was like an MTV award show because you're like, these people are of no consequence. You know, you have people like Joni Mitchell, for the love of God. Joni Mitchell was at the Grammys tonight. Joni Mitchell actually suffered a really bad stroke years ago, and it was so amazing to see her there. If you don't know Joni Mitchell, you guys, what a beautiful voice. Listen to a song called A Case of You, uh, I believe from the Blue Album, which is just a gorgeous album. And uh, just a beaut And she was there, and it was so amazing to see her. But you're just like, oh my God, did Joni have to watch Addison Ray? Like get finger blasted on the red carpet like that. You just you're like, oh, no, like you want some things to be sacred, right? Like, do we want some things to be sacred? Where I mean, I might be an old fuddy duddy about this all of a sudden, but I think I still I think I still want some things to be some things that we can respect, some things that we can love, you know, now pink, you know, the uh, the artist known as pink, um, she was livid today. And I want to read you this before we get into Sophie. Um, 
just something to think about or where you what you guys feel is that Rolling Stone magazine uh, and their digital magazine, they released an article of it was entitled the 25 greatest Grammy performances of all time, which is fine. Okay, but like number six was Harry Styles. Now, Harry Styles. Awesome, right? Like he's cool. But you're going to tell me in the entirety of the Grammys, Harry Styles has given the number six performance above Stevie Wonder, above Bob Dylan, above, you know, I mean, he is an amazing performer and I think he will continue to grow and like cement his legacy. But also part of the thing with Rolling Stone is he's number six because he's popular as hell right now still, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a good performance, but like you're Cardi B and Megan Stallion for WAP, one of the 25 best Grammy performances. And you're like, come on. Everything's clickbait, right? Every, we, we just want everything to be, you know, every click on this, click on that. Come listen to this, which I'm the same way. Come listen to my podcast. But pink, uh, was very personally offended that she was not included in this. And so she went off and I wanted you to read you what she wrote and, and get your get your thoughts on this or maybe just think about it today and get back to me. She writes. Uh, she first off, she posted a photo of her Grammy performance and she said, just because hashtag Grammys. And I'm like, oh, shit, Pink is upset. Let's find out what she's upset about. Uh, she writes, uh, she wrote in the comment section of Rolling Stone, she wrote, bah, ha, 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 you guys have been irrelevant since 1990. This is the magazine that used to feature people like John Lennon and Muddy Waters. Hunter S. Thompson wrote political pieces. They put Tina Turner on their cover. Then they sold out and all credibility went to shit when style over substance and revenue over on authenticity went into play. That's when Snooki became acceptable coverage. Give me a fucking break. Do your homework. You don't have to like me or my music or anything about me. And believe me, I could give a shit, but this is the biggest sellout in fucking history when it comes to a publication we all once trusted. Fuck Rolling Stone, and I've felt that way for decades, as so many of my favorite artists and my peers have. This isn't just about their horrendous opinion of rating Grammy performances. It's decades of wasting trees and people's time. Wow. Pink gave it to Rolling Stone, folks. Um, The reason I talk about the reason I wanted to bring this up because, you know, Rolling Stone meant something to me. I talk about magazines and my love of magazines when I was growing up. And still to this day, there's something about having a there's something about having a tactile magazine in your hand. And my dad, it was one of those things that he turned me on to, uh, you know, like I, I still watch SNL because of my dad, because I used to watch it with my dad growing up. And uh, man, I wish he had not gotten me into that habit because I still watch even if it's really bad and it's really bad a lot. Um but he got me into reading Rolling Stone. Like that, this was the magazine they passed around in Vietnam. This was the magazine. This was countercultural. This like really hipped you to good music. And I read every issue of Rolling Stone. And uh, they used to have like this oversized format of the magazine. It was like the only magazine that was like a little bit bigger, like wider, you know, than your average magazine. And they put it out every two weeks. And it's like, wow, new Rolling Stones here. And then uh, Jan Wenner, who created the magazine, sold it. And, uh, you know, it's like anything else. They, they fight to exist. And so it's kind of a, a, a it's a, you know, it's, it's not, it's 
a sliver of its former self. It's not what it once was, and it's not a place that I would go to for their musical opinions. In fact, it's just really hard these days, but there was something so cool. That and Entertainment Weekly, which actually gave its last print magazine out uh, uh, about a week and a half ago, the last one that will ever be mailed to me. And I still had like 60 magazines uh, that were supposed to be mailed to me in my Entertainment Weekly subscription, so I really got screwed. Which, by the way, Danny Pellegrino's book, there's a little ad in the last episode of Entertainment Weekly, which how exciting is that? I mean, it is one of those things that is kind of a shame. It's like, man, I would have loved to have seen my name in there some, somewhere for doing something other than streaking or something, you know? But these things that we grew up with, you know? I remember my first uh, my first crushed heart from a magazine being canceled was there a movie there was a movie magazine called Premiere, P R E M I E R E and it just I remember it to this day I still have a couple of issues saved um, in a locker somewhere and it just meant so much to me as a kid felt like a real movie student and uh, I remember that just going out of business and you don't understand as a kid why why is it going out of business what happened. But Entertainment Weekly is going out of business. Rolling Stone will be out of business in probably a couple of years because they're trying to move everything online anyways. And all this, even Pink writing that comment, even me talking about it now, it's just clickbait, right? They're probably thrilled that Pink called them out because at least it'll get some people to their website. And what a weird – that's how we run industries now. It is so weird. We um, we talk a little bit about that in terms of investment in celebrities um, Ezra Miller, the actor, we talk a lot about him. Uh, we get into him a little bit and he seems to be having some troubles. And I'm just like, Warner brothers has invested such a great amount of money on him because he plays the flash, the superhero and, uh, his solo flash movie is going to be coming out next year. And it's just like, they've got to be freaking out. Cause this guy's had the police called on him like 10 times in the last couple of months. So we talk a little bit about that as well, but I don't know. There's these things, you guys, it's like, there's these sacred spots that we should have. Like, uh, there's a song by this band Keen from like 20 years ago, like somewhere only we know, uh, I think it's called. And it just reminds me of like, there was like this secret space that us nerds went to and they were in these movie magazines and they were in this music magazine. And maybe this could be a secret space for us, you know, something that we can talk about all of these things that we love and maybe not even my podcast, maybe somebody else's podcast, maybe that we've got to protect these spaces um, I went to my first Grateful Dead show on Halloween this year. I talked about it on the show and I kind of got like, I'd never been to one before, but I kind of got what it meant. All of a sudden you saw why people, I was like, Oh, this is why people freak out so much about this. This be why people try to really protect this bubble because it means something to them. So they want it to keep going. They're, they're willing this band to keep going, keep going, keep this space going for all of us. You know, after all of these decades, you start to really appreciate the relationship between artist and fan. And uh, I don't know, like that's something that I really am interested in trying to save, save these really special moments for these really amazing artists and trying to cut through the noise of the bullshit because there's so much bullshit, right? There's so much bullshit, but I'm sorry. Even these reality show people we love are much better than people like Addison Ray at this point, who knows what Addison's career will be. She's very young, but we want to, we want to like actual things. We want to build actual things, build actual shows, build actual music that we can all consume. But I don't want to just consume the person, you know, I want the person to share something with us. 
Um, I don't know if any of that makes sense, but you know what? I'm off my soapbox. I just wanted to talk with you guys and I was going to do a whole daily mail segment, but I'll save that for tomorrow where I just go through the daily mail entertainment stories, but it'll be more. Oh, by the way, Kanye, I talk about Kanye in this where he was supposed to show up to the Grammys. He wasn't going to perform, but they said he was going to show up. He didn't even show up and he won two Grammys for the first Donda album. I think it was like best melodic rap album and best song, which uh, the song that he won best song, best rap song was for jail part two, I believe. And Marilyn Manson is on that track, but they did not let him uh, be awarded a Grammy. So, which is weird because Louis CK did win a Grammy. Check that out, right? He won Grammy for Best Comedic Album. And if you don't know about the Louis C.K. stuff, is that Louis C.K., you know, he used to get off on masturbating in front of women, a lot of female comics, a lot of people that even haven't come forward. We know a couple people that haven't come come forward that he's actually done this in front of that has never come out and said what he's done because of fear of their own careers. People that would blow your mind. But there's a lot of ladies that did and it kind of ruined their careers. Not ruined, but just didn't. Because the Louis C.K.'s manager threatened them to stop talking about it. And then Louis K. eventually had to admit that he did it. And he thought he was going to – his, like, letter was so well written. And it was so, like, Louis of, like, here's the deal. I have an issue with this, this, this. I always asked them if I could masturbate in front of them. But the point was he asked after they had no – like, they did not expect him to do that. So it was, like, shocking to them. Like, imagine that. Imagine a man that you've been hanging out with that's, a, like, really well-respected in your industry, Right. He's taking an interest into you and your friends and you're having a couple drinks and you're like, whoa, this is fucking cool. Louis C.K. or whatever the equivalent of him in your industry is, is thinking that I'm cool. We're having a blast. Then he gets you to a hotel room of some sort. You're having some drinks, nothing sexual. Everything's funny. And then he lays down and goes, hey, do you guys mind if I masturbate right now in front of you? What? That's what he did. But I would I would urge you to read this letter that he wrote admitting this finally after years of being accused. And uh, but the great thing is for the people that complain about cancel culture, cancel culture doesn't exist. Right. Louis C.K. just won a Grammy. That's, you know, he won and he won. He won for a comedy special that he sells on his own website for five dollars a pop. He sold out his comedy tour, but he did one of those comedy tours where you have to give up your cell phone at the door. You can't take pictures, blah, blah, blah. And um, he sold that out. He won the Grammy. And the performance he won the Grammy for talks about these incidents. And so it's very interesting. If you compare last week's Oscars and the brouhaha since in regards to how we're treating Will Smith. I mean, right now, like we've canceled, like not canceled Will Smith, but we've Netflix has come out and said, you know, we're not going to do this project with him. And, you know, uh, Bad Boys 4 has been put on hold, which, by the way, is an amazing thing. I think the Bad Boys movies suck. But like. What I said last week is like, we've got to be able to make mistakes. Now, Will's mistake was horrendous, horrific, but also that comes from a man that probably is in, has to be some deep pain. There's there's something really off there. Um, But Will's been good all of our lives. Like you, we can't just lose, like people can't just completely lose their careers. And if that's, there's no rhyme or reason, like Louis C.K. thrives and Will Smith doesn't like, and also where are we protecting women in all of this? Right? Like. 
I don't know. I get confused myself because I don't know the answer here. Like I'm trying to like look at it from all sides, but I keep thinking like, well, that's wild. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's wild. Like Louis CK gets off on a technicality of some sort. And I'm saying this, I used to fucking love Louis CK, love Louis CK. How do you not love Louis CK? He was so funny. He is still funny. That's the shame. Like that's the, I mean, obviously funny enough to win a Grammy. Anyways, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I just wanted you to be aware of everything that's going on in the world. We have so many more entertainment stories to talk about because I still want to talk about Dubai later this week. I want to go over the Atlanta uh, trailer, the Real Housewives of Atlanta trailer. Um, but let's get into it. Let's get into the week. It's only 47 minutes into the show, you guys. It's supersized on Mondays. I hope you uh, don't mind. But also remember, I put timestamps in these things. So you can skip right to Sophie if you want, if you don't want to hear this first mumbo jumbo part. Uh, I totally will not be offended. But I will talk to you on Tuesday. We have guests all week. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to have the best time. And uh, thank you guys, as always, for being a part of all of this. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's so bad it's good. This is your pop culture roundup. We are doing this week all over again, and we always start this off with our favorite co-host of the week. Uh, she celebrated her dirty 30 this week, and I believe that is when a young woman becomes a lady. So uh, we're going to talk about all the pop culture stories of the past week, including the slap heard around the world. Sophie Ross, welcome to the show. Hello, hello, Ryan. Are you, you're you're looking a lot better? Like, how are you feeling? <laughs> yes, no, no. I am. I, it's been a week anniversary since the last time I screwed up my face with uh, putting beard dye on, and uh, the swelling has gone down, and it's all it's all happening. As Sheena Shea says, "It's all happening." It's all happening. I how I just real quick. I always thought. Like I really was very close to getting that same tattoo. Like I thought it was, I on thought it would same on your forearm. On the say on the forearm. And I thought it would have been hysterical. And I was really and I was like, you know, I I like the show. So why not? Like everybody's like, get tattoos that mean something to you. And and that tattoo would mean something to me. But then I've told a couple of people and they've seemed aghast at it. They seem like that's just wrong. That's not attractive. That's not uh, just that's not good. Well, the thing is that the only people that would know that it was like a joke are people that watch Vanderpump Rules. Otherwise, they're not going to understand you're being ironic. They're going to think you actually have a tattoo that says it's all happening. And then they'd be like, look at the dude that thinks it's all happening. Like that guy, that guy's got a great attitude about things. Like (laughs) I want to hang out with that guy. That that older man uh, with the tattoo and no pants on is um, so. I guess just there's so much to talk about, but since this, it feels like it was a year ago already because that's how pop culture works now. Uh, you know, the Oscars, did you watch the Oscars with your dude? I'm trying to remember. We talked last Saturday, but you were on vacation for your birthday. Oh yeah. So my birthday that night, right after we recorded, I was drinking champagne when we were recording, um, got martinis at dinner, drank more champagne. And I spent the last hour of my twenties projectile vomiting and <laughs> that's probably how you started your 20s, to be honest. It, it honestly was. Yeah. And um, yeah, we put the bag of throw up outside the trash. So we put it next to the trash. The wind blew it over. <laughs> and um, then even when they took away the trash, my frozen congealed throw up from oh. my 20s was still left there. 
I think there's an essay in there somewhere for your Substack of that that represents I know, everything. I feel like it's a metaphor. It, it must be a metaphor for something. And and luckily you learned your lesson because you have not drank since that uh, that occasion last week, right? You there's no way you went out last night and drank, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I stuck to actually no, I did. I've I had mimosas yesterday. I had mimosas and I had beers. But I'm okay. Sorry, sorry, I'm Mrs. Okay. Ross. I know you're listening. I'm sorry that your daughter. I I know I'm such a degenerate. Look, we uh, all need our emotional crutches right now. You know, it's just we're still getting through. It's still freaking. Wait, are you cold. using the pandemic as? A, are you wait? Are you using pandemic still as an? Is that what you were about to say? We're in a pandemic. No, I'm just saying that you know it's still we're still getting out of a pandemic. It's so it's so freaking <laughs> winter here. It's still like. 20 degrees out here. I'm just like, it was actually kind of nice yesterday, but still pretty cold. It's, I like want it, LA weather already. Well, it's actually gloomy here the last couple of days, but it's still like, I've, I've worked out now like 18 days in a row. I've been like hiking oh, and all this. I'm oh getting God, back. Awesome. It's awesome, but it's never like, it's, it's awesome in retrospect. When I tell you about it, the actual doing of it, it's like that. And the Peloton, like it's the same thing. I just curse. Like I curse at the screen. Like there's this guy on Peloton. that's like, get your ass in gear, man. Look at me. Look at me. Don't look down. Look at me. And like, I, I just cuss him out. And then I'm, if you, if you see me, if you pass me on Runyon, you guys, if anybody listens in LA, you'll, it's like the man who's just cussing to himself just silently. Like, I just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. You know, it's like Rambo probably. That's exact. You know, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's the same kind of physique. It's everything, Rambo. but that's what training is. Yeah. Oh, you mean sex in the city room. I thought you meant Sylvester Stallone Rambo, well, like the actual Rambo. I know that's yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's what okay, I so- meant, but I will always now think of sex in the city. <gasps> that just, I just wanted, that's Miranda getting finger blasted in the kitchen. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, okay. Wait, so you're Ryan, hungover. what do you have? What do you have? Go- oh, also we'll talk about the Oscars. What do you have going on tonight today? Oh, I got, I'm going to see a play. I'm going to see oh. a theater play. Like, uh, so this girl actually that listens to the show, I think her boyfriend is doing this play called Buyer and Seller over at the Celebration Theater. If anybody's in Los Angeles, I'm going to go check it out. A matinee. I have not seen a live theater show in years, and I grew up doing theater, so I'm actually I'm tentatively excited. Sometimes theater can go horribly wrong. And sometimes it is just a joy. So we have yet to be determined how that's going to be, but I'm going to a matinee show. So I'm kind of nervous. I mean, I'm nervous about it actually. That'll be fun. You're supporting the arts. Exactly. I think I always try to support the arts. Yeah. You're supporting the arts. I love that. That'll be really fun. <laughs> what What are you doing the speaking, rest of the day? Speaking of the arts, um, nothing. I kind of have work to do and I still haven't finished Bridgerton because I'm finding the season a little bit slow. Yeah. Did you watch it yet? No, I didn't even watch the first season. That John Reggie oh. Page guy is gone, right? The the guy everybody loves. Yeah. Like, it's just, I mean, it's like, he, whatever. Like, I can do without him, honestly. Like, it's just like, it's not the cast. It's just like going really slow. I don't know. I don't so know. The first season, though, everybody's watched Bridgerton the first season, or a lot of the people listening I know have. Like, was it really, I never watched an episode. <laughs> was it good or? Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Is that your boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, you should have answered. We could have had him on the pod, and I could have well, right, any questions if about I your answer, vomit. If I, I don't answer know. FaceTime. Oh, I've never well. tried to. Um, well, anyway, that we don't. Uh, no, when you watched Bridgerton and everybody listening, was it really like 
Was it good or were you guys just so horny? Like, what was the draw of it? Was it just I, so like, wow, this is so erotic. I thought it was just like a cute show. I wasn't like, oh my God, yes, the sex scenes. Give me more yeah. of that. Like, I just thought it was like a cute show, like really cool costumes. It's just like cute, like silly, whatever. But, <laughs> so I didn't get like the obsession, like people that are obsessed with it. Like, yeah. Obsessed. Um, and season two so far, it's like cute. Like I, again, it's like, it's cute. I'm watching it. I'm not like, you know, like clearly binging through it. I'm really slugging through, honestly. <laughs> so, so I love when TV yeah. feels like work, which is, is there's certain seasons of certain shows, especially reality shows where you're just, and I'm trying to get amped up for the Kardashian, the, the Kardashians on Hulu, because you know, we all fool ourselves by watching a preview going, well, that looks pretty good. And then you get to the reality of the situation where by the third episode of the Kardashians, I have a figure like Chris Jenner is going to bring out the mime again and we're going to have stupid plot lines. Right now, I'm still fooling myself of like we're going to see actual dirt from their lives because I wanted to read this to you before we get to the Oscars. I just posted this. They revealed their um their show description for the first episode of the upcoming Hulu Kardashian show, which comes in two weeks. It's called uh, burn them all to the fucking ground. That is the first episode title. And it, the description says the cameras are back and rolling with everyone's favorite family. They are navigating through their new normal motherhood relationships and career goals. As the family celebrates new ventures, a video from the past resurfaces. I wonder what video from the past there. See, they got me. No, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, not going to watch it unless yeah, like, you I'm, are. What are you talking about? You okay, If too. I get if I'm really bored, by the way, Hulu has been killing it with some of their other content. The girl from Plainville. I haven't seen it, but it just came out. It's the first uh, first episode just came out, right? Or was it the first three? The first three episodes. And it's Elle Fanning playing Michelle Carter in the in the text. Yeah, she looks great. Uh, yeah, she looks just, it's crazy. It's crazy how much she looks like her. But um, anyway, I will only, I will probably watch it. It'll be on the end of my, the bottom of my priority list when I'm deciding what to watch, but eventually I will. Um, so the new tape resurfacing though, I have a theory is, so if you think about the start of the Kardashians, it's kind of interesting because a lot of people say they got that deal because of Kim Kardashian's sex tape with Ray J. Now, if you piece this together, like I have like a Homeland detective, uh, is that remember a couple months ago, Kanye was going off saying, Kim, I got the second tape from Ray J. I went and flew and got the laptop and then handed you the laptop. And then you're kissing a dude from SNL. Do you guys remember this rant? I know he's ranted a lot, so it might be, but I remember this specifically. He said there was a second, second, second sex tape with Ray J that Kanye went and got and handed it to Kim. Now, my theory is this is the tape which is just a wild way to start a show and so wild to sandwich how the initial show started mm -hmm. so much to the point of why, why all of this decade, you know, so much time has passed. Why are we just now hearing about this second sex tape? I hate, I hate that. I think everything's a conspiracy now, but it's so weird. Like, wouldn't we have tried to secure the bag like a couple of years ago, if they, we knew there was a second sex tape. And that means Kanye is going to be in it, which we did see him in the preview. Um, I, what are your thoughts? Could this be the, the video? That's I like think I where did you say you heard or read this? 
Kanye, no, Kanye ranted about this. Kanye, remember, okay, like when okay. he was, I think it was when he was on, he he couldn't find Chicago's birthday party, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're right. I was like, where did I, where did I, you're right. It was Kanye ranting about it. Um, I mean, who knows? Does that line up timing wise? Like when that happened that they would have been filming this first episode. I think that that's also an issue with their old, cause I was going to say, I never even like kept up with the last few seasons of keeping up. Like I really didn't watch it at all because everything that they showed was so it happened so much later. Supposedly that is going to change with this new show. It's going to be much more immediate, but who knows? Because around, well, but I don't think that's even true either because the Kravis engagement, which we're going to see was, I mean, that feels like it was years ago. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I guess we'll all find out there's going to be, uh, I think it's Robin Roberts is interviewing uh, the Kardashians this Wednesday on prime time on ABC, did see, which did you see that she was like, you're dating someone. His name rhymes with feet. Why do they keep what? saying that? Why do they keep making people rhyme? Thing? Like, and then it's, it's the like, Chris, the, I, the clip I think you're thinking of is with uh, Robin and Chris Jenner of like, your daughter yeah. seems to be very happy. Does the name rhyme with and, and, uh, you know, Chris is like feet. Yes. <laughs> it's so weird. Whoever's written this thing that we have to keep hearing the same stupid line at this point, just say fucking Pete. Like we all say, like, this is why I think Hollywood is so damn stupid. Is that like, it's like the Will Smith shit. Like guys, we all saw it. We're all here. We're all in on it. There's no secret anymore. Say the name, say it. Like are wh- who are we hiding the name from at this point? Like, I don't, there's no secret. And for them to even try to act like there's a secret still, that's stupid. Sorry. Right. Exactly. That's why I, I don't get it. It's like, it's such a, they're trying to make it such a public thing. Clearly. It's like, why? <laughs> why it's already been public. Does his name rhyme with feet? Like, shut up. I don't oh, get yeah. it. Why? Why? When I was hiking yesterday, I saw a guy. I almost like nodded in approval. I saw a guy with the t-shirt with the Pete Davidson, I'm in bed with your wife photo on his shirt. <laughs> and I was like, and I was wearing my silly Ben Affleck shirt. And I was like, brother, I was like, yes, a comrade in arms. Oh you know? my God, literally a comrade. I was going to say soul sister, but a comrade in arms. <laughs> By the way, more like a soul sister. Yeah, I had a Ben Affleck with a Dunkin' Donuts coffee shirt on. Um <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that I think it's so stupid, but we are now gearing up. And by the way, we're gearing up also for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills returning in May. I had just made fun of Erica Jane's, uh, you know, way too facetune photo, which is great. Like we're now in that period where we're going to be seeing these ladies in all their glam again. Like I'm telling you, make sure you guys stretch. This is going to be a really intense month next month. So take all the time you need in these next couple of weeks because it's going to get intense in May. Um Back to the uh, Oscars, though, and I'll, I'll transition by saying first thing about the Oscars that I was like, oh, weird, is that Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian were on the red carpet, literally uh, doing what they do best, jamming each other's tongues in their mouths, um, playing their greatest hits. What did you did you did you watch? What, that's what it's like. Did you just pass out during this because you were I, sick? From the I was before? passed out. I was passed out and I actually woke my boyfriend up at 1 a.m. to tell him about the slap. Like I was like when I when I read it when I like had woken up for after passing out I was like oh my god yeah like, yeah, yeah. but also yeah the fashion was like not impressive and yeah Kravis I'm over it I'm honestly over it um but yeah what what else from the Oscars I like well so so 
that happened besides first off travis barker played drums in a section of the oscars supposedly that's why they were there but you could tell you know but also the rumor was that courtney looked pregnant in a couple of the photos now i don't listen i look pregnant right now and i'm definitely not having a baby but I don't know if she is or she isn't, but I know one of their storylines for them is that, you know, is that they're trying, I guess, in vitro and it triggered potentially um, early menopause for her. I don't we're going to find out more about that on the show. But I think that, you know, she has the money and the technology that I could believe she's pregnant. And it definitely seems like I mean, if those tonsils say anything, it definitely seems like they are deep in love or lust with each other. I can't like just release the sex tape already. But um, it, it started off the show weird for me because I'm just like, man, this is exactly what we were talking about. Remember the day when there were just stars that were actors and musicians? And now the stars are, you know, we're having reality stars at the Oscars and they're the ones that are potentially getting their pictures pushed out to a global audience more than the actual actors. Like, think about it, you guys. Did anybody see Coda that's listening to me? OK, five of you. Great. How many saw being the Ricardos? Ten. Great. Like. Did anybody even see the movies we were celebrating? Like, I think G.I. Jane 2 got more promotion from that move from that stupid award show than any of the actual films being awarded. Well, right. Well, that's the issue, not only. And we had talked about this last week before the slap even happened, how, you know, the Oscars aren't what they used to be with the excitement and people like knowing about all these movies just because they're streaming services now and so many other things you could be watching or doing instead of watching these movies. It's just like not what it used to be. The movie industry and like the just I don't know. But um, yeah, wait, I lost a train of thought. No, it was just that uh, the Oscars are stupid. But um, I, I just think this was, so the the television oh, yeah, ratings. The slap, oh, what I was going to say was that the slap happened and then the slap overshadowed everything. Yes, that was already kind of like overshadowed by Addison Ray or whoever, all the TikTokers to begin with, like all of the bullshit. But then the slap happened and like, we're not talking about the movies or the movie stars at all. So uh, the the awards for the Academy Awards actually went up by 58% from last year. Now, I want to make the point, too, that was not just because of the slap. The slap happened in the last part of the show. So overall, they did. This was their first big night back from, you know, dealing with COVID. So in that way, it was a success because I personally want these kind of award shows to keep going for some reason. I, I just do. It's just, you know, they might go the way of the dodo bird, but I was happy that people watched. Uh, but secondly, that moment. So first off, when I'm watching, I thought, you know, like everybody that it was a staged bit, but I didn't think it worked. I couldn't, you know, like it just, it seemed so messy. And then all of a sudden they did the Will Smith, like keep my wife, you know, and it looked like genuine anger. And that's when I was like, oh, weird. But when we were watching it in Los Angeles, uh, they had they had cut the sound. So I couldn't hear what Chris Walk was saying. I couldn't hear like I heard, I saw Will Smith yelling forcefully, but I couldn't I I saw fucking because I can read lips for that word. But uh, and then I was like, whoa, that's so weird. And then Questlove won and you could tell there was like this awkwardness happening. And all of a sudden, Twitter, that's when Twitter really does its best work because they had all the information. They had the sound from an Australian um you know, screening where they didn't bleep it out and you got to put all these pieces together. Now we live in this weird society now where at first you're like, Oh, of course, like, of course, Chris Rock got slapped. Like I, I almost was like, Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And then you realize 
how just how insane and we talk we've talked about will and jada a lot throughout the years uh, throughout the year we've like i mean it's a weird relationship you guys like we all might like them separately or whatever but it is a weird relationship and i hope that's okay to say to everybody because it's just the reality of that situation but that is one of the most insane things that we will potentially see in our lifetime and i'm not i'm not even joking like he went up on a stage and slapped the host at one of the most you know one of those, this isn't the blockbuster video awards. Like this is the Oscars. Like this, this should not ever happen. And then at the end of this, he wins the award and everybody stands up for him. And I, I just want to postulate that this is why people hate Hollywood. This is why people hate Hollywood because it is so, they can't tell which it is. Like, do we stand up for the right things or do we not? Like, do we, it, 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 it's so confusing the messaging and this is just fucking actors. You know, there's doctors and nurses out in the world. You know, there's law- like, you know, there's people with actual jobs and like people fighting wars and shit like that. I could get like, I love movies with all my heart, but like, get the fuck off. Like you, you're not God, you know? Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everything that could be said about it has already been said. Like, I feel like I, I don't even want to like wade into the discourse anymore. Cause it's just like, Oh my God. Just the amount of like the, the people that came out, so many people came out against Will Smith. And I think that it's put into perspective and now like his show has put in, been put on hold, I guess. Some, yeah. Some they, they paused movie, bad boy they, or no, it was bad. What was well, it? Two, it was, it was a Netflix movie called fast and loose, I think. And yes. then it was a, and then it was bad boys for life. So good things yeah. have come out of this. They have paused that movie, you know? Yeah. So like his projects are being put on hold and I guess he dropped out of the Academy and people are like, wait, but then there's like Harvey Weinstein. He won awards and like all of these. other well, Harvey got kicked car. Harvey got kicked out of the Academy. Like, well, I mean, right. So like, and, and they're saying, and you know, I, I don't know, just, it's all, getting no listen everybody like everybody is bad everybody is bad but there are some people that are worse than others like harvey weinstein but the only difference here is uh you know harvey did his things in secret in like a horrible horrible monster that he is will smith physically assaulted somebody on a stage and you know like a really solid slap the guy knows how to give a slap and uh there's a couple twitter feeds about the connection to Scientology. If you want to go check that out, I found fascinating. Wait, uh, isn't the- he, was, was that debunked that he's a Scientologist? So it's not, he's not directly a Scientologist, but they do fund a school in Calabasas that uses Dianetics, L. Ron Hubbard's book that Scientology is based on as oh one God. of their learning materials. So Dianetics and Scientology has some really good learning techniques. Like they do actually, you know, the way that they, you know, the way that they try to get people to learn, there are decent techniques that some of them use. The religion aspect of it, I think, you know, eventually I think they should just go into like, you know, self-help and not any kind of, aliens and Xenu and all of that stuff. But uh, supposedly Jada is more, uh, I don't know the specific thing, but the school is funded by them and it does use Scientology techniques. Uh, so they've never gone on record. Aye, in fact, they've shied away from it. But one of their techniques, like Tom Cruise uses as well, is that you want to establish dom- dominance. So Tom Cruise yells, that's the way to break a tone scale where you will shock somebody into showing that you have power. A slap is used as showing that you have power. You smack them into 
recognition. So, you you know, these are techniques that have been taught in Scientology, whether or not that was a part of it. But it is interesting. literally like teaches you to slap people. Yeah. Are you more interested now? Yeah, I think I'm going to go join. By the way, <laughs> if you haven't watched Going Clear about Scientology. Oh, there, I did. There's so much Scientology content, but Scientology is like so frightening to me. Where is, what's his name's wife? Miscavige. Okay. Oh, where is Shelly Miscavige from, uh, yeah. Uh, where is t- she? Well, she's supposedly at like their moon base or gold base, supposedly, but know? we've never seen we've never seen no, a picture of her. Like she's not. She's we're like, talking about David Miscavige, the head of Scientology. You guys, yeah, um, his wife has been missing, or she hasn't seen been seen publicly since like 2007 or something. Do you ever do that where you're like really down on your luck, where you're like, this if if Scientology should get me right now, like I'd go, like I you know, like if you ever like yeah, so down, you're wait. like I need. <laughs> I need direction in my life. I need, I like just reposted a tweet that was like to any like cult people that follow me. Like I'm very vulnerable, right? (laughs) Now I'm like, I'm vulnerable. (laughs) Like I can definitely be, be like, I know, I know I'm not at a point where the Illuminati would even consider me, but like, I hope if anybody's out, like, I hope somebody with a good cult like considers me you know like i would love to be taken into the fold in some cult way recruiters if you're listening we're yes available. guys guys i would love and i don't want the fucking i don't want keith ranieri i don't want to brand myself and i'm not a skinny girl so he wouldn't even like me you know <laughs> oh, my God. oh keith ranieri would love you sophie i'm I, guys no that's one i won't join <laughs> oh you can't be picky about your cults uh anyways i know what you're saying about it being talked to death but it is something that is interesting because now we're seeing these ripples you know we're seeing these ripple after effects and it is one of those crazy things because will smith no matter what we think of his relationship with jada a very positive actor a very like somebody that i think is a very talented actor really you know it seemed as like he's like you know Jaden aside it seems like he's very on the up and up i mean Jaden's another interesting man uh I once followed Jaden around Comic-Con because he was dressed in a white Batman suit that he wore to Kim and Kanye's wedding. Do you remember when Jaden wore the white? Yes. Did you know it was him? Well, yeah, of course, because I'm the only person at fucking Comic-Con that follows the Kardashians. So immediately I saw this African-American kid in a white Batman suit and I was like, whoa, wait a sec. The only person I know with a white Batman suit is Jaden Smith. And then I realized he has security all around him. And then me, a man in his thirties started running around trying to follow Jaden. I have pictures of this. This is from like seven or eight years ago. Oh my God. Did you wait? You, so you got a pick of Jaden. I got a pick. I didn't get a pick with him. I got a pick of him. It's very, okay, it's very sad. That. It's all sad. Um, uh, yeah, so- I also, I understand like the alopecia conversation <laughs> And I didn't know she. I, I didn't also, know she had alopecia. So I didn't know. I, didn't know. And I just thought she always liked. She looks beautiful with a bald head. So I thought she was one of the people that liked to do bald heads. Right. It's. I feel like it's just kind of what she's always rocked. And um, I don't know. It's like and she it's, likes. To, she's admitted to sleeping with other men. I mean, like I don't. It's just weird. It's all weird. Yeah. It's just, all weird. And it's like, uh, yeah. It's like where do we draw the line? Because as we know comedians mock everyone and I guess when you're singling out a specific person it's different and that's kind of what happens when you're a celebrity at the Oscars I guess um but yeah like Dave Chappelle for instance like his his jokes about trans trans yeah his jokes about Jewish people so it's like where do we draw it's we don't know and that's why all these comedians are coming out and being like 
it is our job to mock people and blah, blah, blah. And now Judd Apatow, Judd Apatow got like dragged on Twitter. Yeah, he had to delete his tweet. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We'll be back to the show in just one second. Now is the part of this show that I love where we get to talk about our sponsors. And this week we have uh, we have a returning sponsor, and that's our friends at BetterHelp. I don't know if you guys were able to see my Instagram story this week where I talked about BetterHelp and what I think about therapy and mental health. But if you listen to this show, I think you know that it is very, very important to me. I have shared a lot of my journey, and I will continue always to do that. But... Um, I do want to talk a little bit about this one in terms of like stress is that you can actually our bodies will give us signals that something is wrong. Um, You know, people don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches or teeth grinding or even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. Uh, You know, and then of course you throw doom scrolling on your phone on top of that. We don't sleep enough or we sleep too much. We undereat or we overeat. There is so much stress happening out there for us right now. And especially as we get going back in the world, you know, we're seeing people that we haven't seen in a long time. We're doing things that we haven't done in a long time. And some of that's good, but a lot of that's so much pressure. I mean, think about that. Stress is a part of our daily lives and we do not know how to manage this stuff. What do I do? I go hiking, right? Like I take, I take my medicine or I take my vitamins or I work out because I care about how my body is. But what are we doing for our minds? Who is taking care of our minds? And that is where better help comes in. Um, stress shows up in all kinds of ways. And in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, grind all the time, this is your reminder. Ryan, I am telling you. Uh, I'm telling myself actually to take care of yourself, do less and, and maybe try some therapy. Um, therapy is one of those things. It is a gem for the mind and there is not any kind of one size fits all solution. 
Sometimes you might need to find the right therapist. I've gone to therapists that did not work out for me personally. But you can't be discouraged. You keep going. Every little step is a step forward. Um, And especially what I love about BetterHelp is that it's online even. You don't have to drive to some place. You can start this process today. Um, BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera. Uh, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. That's the other big thing is that therapist, it's really an expensive process to take care of yourself. This helps a little bit with that cost. Um, give it a try. See if online therapy can help lower your stress because that's what it's all about. If we're less stressful, we're going to be able to enjoy our lives more. And that's what it's all about. I know this might sound like fluffy BS, but it isn't. I swear to God, you guys. And like I'm saying, like, don't even, our minds are going to lie to us. Don't listen to your mind saying no. Listen to me just saying, yeah, or just listen to me saying, try it. Try it for one month. That's it. Just try it. It's like signing up for a gym membership. Like you're going to feel better once you sign up, but it's the last thing you're going to want to do. So bad it's good. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash so bad. And guys, do me a favor. Just go to betterhelp.com slash so bad and check it out. You don't have to hit anything. You don't have to pay anything, but just see if it speaks to you. I hope it helps you, and I know it helps the show because we want to show them that, you know, we we have the listeners too, which we do. Um, But also this is something that I actually really believe in. And if you do this, please share it with me, and I would love to share some stories on the show. So without further ado, back to the remaining portion of our show. Uh, Talking about how ridiculous this was. And Zoe Kravitz just got destroyed on Twitter. She was yeah, like, wait, wait, what was the Zoe thing? It was that she, she stood up for Chris Rock and said it wasn't funny. And then people tweeted, found. Yeah. She tweeted, this is my, or she posted a picture of her dress from the Oscars. She was like, this is my dress from the Oscars where I guess it's okay to go up on stage and assault people now or something like that. Like she basically yeah. said, said that what Will Smith was, did was assault and um yeah everyone on twitter just like dragged her and it's funny because she was like a twitter after the batman she was like a twitter it girl for like a couple weeks everyone was like the rise and fall of zoe kravitz it happened so fast wait but Zoe, isn't that kind of ridiculous too though is that like i do think it's ridiculous i do think it's yes i absolutely think it's ridiculous it's like no like it was you know what he did was kind of you know assault if you want to actually get technical about it it was just you know people are arguing about whether it was warranted or not so yeah if you, if you want to call it what it is assault i don't think that you should get absolutely canceled for it no but- god no, that's what i was i was talking about in a patreon episode i said i keep thinking about this of the times in my life where i've done something that i didn't even i couldn't even control myself and then i was so ashamed afterwards because i was thinking yeah. about like how embarrassing that is for chris rock who handled it beautifully actually um but then also we've got to be allowed to make mistakes. Like we don't like nobody is born perfect. Like the only cool, the only true test of a cool life is like, actually I would imagine at the end of it saying, Oh, I started off here, but I actually learned how to treat people over here. And by the end I was like really doing life good. And I loved everybody. And I was open to different like sexualities and ethnicities. And like, I didn't have hate in my heart. And I would think that only comes with living your life you know, like with being able to live your life and being able to make mistakes, this is a huge mistake, by the way. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we've got to eventually 
every, by the way, everybody's done something wrong, period. Like Sophie, when you get really big and famous, they're going to track something you do, did down when you were a kid and you were going to be busted for it. You know what I'm saying? And you are going to have to answer for something you did when you were like 18 years old or something silly like that. I wonder what dirt they'll dig up on me. Like It might be that throw it. up from last week. It'll be like some lady goes, she left a bag of vomit outside of the hotel for us to clean up. Yeah, like that. And I got arrested <laughs> in high school. Oh, yeah. Was that the one with the cop? And then yeah, uh, the flip flop? Yeah, I like tripped. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, I don't everyone, know. I, I, you're right. No, no, everyone does make make mistakes. I've, you know, talked on so many podcasts at this point. And I know I haven't always said like the perfect thing. And that's all out there. So, like, yeah, everyone makes mistakes and that's you know that's what it is and I don't think that either party is completely irredeemable you know like if you if your team Will Smith or if your team Chris Rock whatever it is I'm kind of just like riding the fence on this one because I'm I don't want to well I don't want to stake my claim on either side because I feel like both sides are are wrong in some way before we get, uh, you know, as we come out of this conversation, I just wanted to, I read this book and I talked to the author of this PhD, this, this lady that's a sociologist and it's called true story. What reality TV says about us, Danielle J. Lindemann. And it's a really, it's actually an amazing book uh, about how reality shows teach us about ourselves. But I find it very interesting is that the proliferation of reality has really caused moments like this. I mean, we saw a slap, like, I mean, that's, that's housewife shit. Like, and we, yeah. that's why I'm saying we were almost like when I first saw it, I was like, oh yeah, this is what I normally watch on TV. Like I didn't even, qu- like, I didn't question it for the first five minutes. In fact, I texted a friend going, oh wow, something weird happened. And I, I didn't even say it was bad or good. I just said, oh, something weird happened. Like I would when Salt Lake, when Homeland Security got, you know, something weird happened. Right. Right. Um, there's also a good podcast called things fell apart by John Ronson, where he examines how our society kind of got to where it is in terms of like these discourses that we're having. Well, oh, didn't he read, write that book on getting canceled too, John? Yes, Ronson? He, he did. So you've been publicly shamed. Great. Yes, book. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, highly recommend listening to that podcast also, but yeah, I mean, there are a million things to say about it. Again, everything has already been said. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So moving on though, that was that. So the movies are back, baby. We probably didn't see any of the movies that won, but they are back. Uh, I do want a, a weird thing. Do you know this actor Ezra Miller? Oh my God. Yes, of course I do. Okay. So you he guys, so Perks of being a Wallflower, Everyone the knows Flash. Ezra Miller, I feel like. Yeah. Like, so you guys like Warner Brothers, he's the Flash and, and they, they did a solo Flash movie that's going to come out in about a year now. But Ezra now for the last couple months has been in so like he posted a weird message on Instagram against the KKK in a small town. And like, I don't know if people remember this was like two months ago. It was like a very passionate, like, I know you're watching me and I'm coming for you. But then uh, he's in Hawaii for some reason and he got arrested. There's a lot of stories coming out now and you guys might've saw some of the footage, but he got arrested at a karaoke bar And I needed to know the song because I guess a couple was singing and he got enraged and, uh, you know, sparks flew. It was Shallow by Lady Gaga. And yes, the fact that it was Shallow just makes the story really hit home for me personally. It makes sense now, because if you don't hit that song right, it's going to it's not going to be good. You have to do it like that. What is I fall and I never hear the ground. 
Sorry. What if we were doing? What if we were doing shallow at karaoke and Ezra Miller was there? Like he would be. He'd probably be calm. He'd be really. <laughs> well, because he'd be like, "This is how it's supposed to be done." Exactly. He's like, anyway, that's how it's supposed to be done. Right. But Ezra Miller, this is not the first time. Didn't he? He put some girl in a chokehold once. He like body slammed a girl once. Oh, I thought that was um the 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 other actor guy from um uh that Randall works with now too. Um you know what I'm talking about? It was at Sundance. It was the actor no, it was Ezra Miller. Oh wow, okay, okay. So Ezra Miller, the, the, Miller has had like a that was something weird he did, and people were like, that was weird. And then the white suprem the KKK, where he was like trying to hunt down these KKK member videos. We were like, okay, yes. Ezra, like. But I was like, I think that's a positive thing. But I was like, think what, that's what? a good thing. We're not sure how to feel. And then this came no. out. It's like he's lost it. Like there have been a lot of stories about him recently. So it says Miller began yelling obscenities and at one point grabbed the microphone from a 23 year old woman singing karaoke and later lunged at a 32 year old man playing darts. A harassment offense, police stated. The bar owner asked Miller to calm down several times to no avail. Um, so Miller, who has been visiting Hawaii from Vermont, has apparently been the subject of at least 10 police complaints since March 7th, according to the Associated Press, including for allegedly filming people at a gas station and arguing with people. Sounds like, so this man, I think, seems like he has maybe some mental issues. The, the interesting pop culture part of this is you're going to see a lot of this has been buried so far because he is the lead of a tentpole, tentpole Warner Brothers superhero film. Warner Brothers must be shitting themselves. He's also in the Dumbledore, the the Beast. yeah he's in fantastic Beasts. Yeah, and he's always been like a great actor he was in perks of oh, amazing being amazing actor yeah he was in train wreck that was really funny his role oh yeah so yeah no he's he's very talented he has the world at his fingers but i think that you know maybe he's having some mental health issues i don't know his behavior sounds very odd all but of I get these fascinated. stories, like in conjunction that I've heard about him, it's just like he's an odd yeah. person. I get yeah, fascinated. Like, yeah, when you decide to go all in on an actor, you better make sure that they're like, you know, pretty, they have their clean hands, I guess. And this, like when you put a woman in a chokehold, happened like probably like two years ago now, I want to say. It's been a while since we've been hearing like little stories about Ezra Miller. Yeah. So I mean, what's what's interesting though is that it's it's, I'm watching that We Crash show with Jared Leto on Apple oh, TV with so Anne Hathaway. Good. So good, even though I dislike Jared Leto. You guys, I want to make it clear, yeah. but he's, it's really good. Um, uh, but what's interesting is that these people that make investments, like Masa Sun from SoftBank, made an investment in the head of uh, Adam Newman, Adam Newman, the head of WeWork. But it's the same thing. Like these corporations are putting their money into people, and this person, if they are not. You know, you know, think about it. We have mental issues. If they don't know he has mental issues, they've put hundreds of millions of dollars behind this man and a franchise called The Flash, which has not even been released yet. And it's got to scare the F out of them because how do you like think about like business? You can control like work being done, but you can't control a person. And that's what right. it's really interesting because now you look at these as not as people, but as investments. Yeah, this chokehold story, actually, this was two years ago. Exactly. It was April, around April 7th, 2020. So like, yeah, I think these stories have been kind of happening for a while now. So bad investment on their part, I would yeah, say. Yeah, very bad. So we'll keep an eye on that, even though I think a lot of this is going to be hush hush. I mean, when you have big money behind it, usually that stuff can be hushed. Um, let's see here. 
We've got, uh, there was a weird statement in page six uh, that uh, Kanye told Kim that he was going to go away and get help. And I was so, this was on April 1st. So I thought, is this an April Fool's joke? I was like, what a horrible April Fool's joke. But then it was like, no, they they were standing by their source saying that he was going to go away and get help and no, uh, no public, um, no more public videos or harassment. And Kanye has managed to stay off Instagram since uh, it's been a couple of weeks now. And it's like such the right move. But then Jason Lee, who is supposedly his spokesman from Hollywood Unlocked, if you guys know Hollywood Unlocked, it's a few steps down from TMZ, in my opinion. You know, like I, I follow it because I like weird shit like that, but it's not to me, they do. It's not totally on the, like they sell also like vibrators on their Instagram. So, um, Jason Lee says, this is not true. This is false. He is not going away, but hopefully he'll stay off Instagram and big news. The Grammys are tonight. So we'll see who gets slapped there. Kanye remember is not allowed to play at the Grammys, but it is now said that he will be there in attendance. Kanye will be. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Oh God. But seeing that weird that we have, we're kind of conditioned to be like, oh no, like, by the way, he might just watch. It might be like just a boring award show, but now we're kind of amped of like Thunderdome. Like, oh my God, last week, I wonder what this week will do, you know? Well, his behavior has just been like completely just wild lately. So I don't know. But again, it's like, we know that Kanye does have mental health issues and he may have been having a manic episode. I don't know. It could totally be yeah. fine. We'll see. So we'll see. Um, uh, this is interesting. I don't know if you ever want to have kids, Sophie, but if if you don't and you're looking to get one, Ilaria Baldwin is stock full of kids. She announced this week they are having their seventh baby, her and prolific actor Alec Baldwin. Uh, not prolific for acting, prolific just for making kids at this point. A seventh baby. What did, what did you think of this? I thought of it's you immediately. Not, it's honestly sad at this point because she uses those babies as props. Like it's it's really sad. Like the little Baldwin Nitos. Little Baldwin Nitos. It's like I feel bad for them. Like at what point, Brian? How many siblings do you have again? I think just one. I think. I mean, it's, unless something happened, I don't. Yeah, just one that I know of. Okay, so same. I feel like having so many siblings, like I, I, I respect everyone who does it, but again, it's like, you get that much less attention. Like, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's just not seven kids is a lot. And Hilaria tends to use them as props on her Instagram. And she also freaking just had a baby during the pandemic just had another one via surrogate because she was pregnant with a boy and wanted a girl. Yeah. And now this is going to be her third pandemic child. Like this is is like an addiction to having children. Like a month and a half ago, I thought she said she wasn't even going to go on Instagram anymore. And now she has like an, and by the way, the other rumor is, is this her having it or is it a surrogate? She's apparently pregnant. It was a surprise. How by at this point, how is it a surprise? Like at this point, aren't you very aware when you let Alec do something inside of you? Yeah. And it's like, what a vasectomy? Is that out of the question? And it brings back into bad vegan for me. Like if, if, if Sarma would have just gotten with Alec Baldwin, none of this would have happened. You know, Seriously. how much money does Alec Baldwin have? Like how much money? Like that's what I was like. These kids can do basic math by this point and realize their share is going down and down and down. And Alec Baldwin was on Howard Stern a long time ago. Somebody pointed this. Well, by the way, did you see Ilaria unfollowed Ireland? Yeah. 
I wonder yeah. what happened. I bet she was like, I want my money from Alec, my dad. And she's like, I don't want this cut another way. Right. Right. No. Like for the, and the Helena Hutchins, like litigation that's happening. Yeah, We're not even, that hasn't even started. Yeah. Like there, there's going to be nothing left, honestly. Um, he was on Howard Stern years ago and he was, uh, Howard was, they were talking about dying and money put aside for family. And he said, and, and Howard was like, I want to die giving my family, my, each of my kids, 20 million in the bank. And he goes, I've already put that aside. And Alec goes, I want to give each of my kids 10 million. And I was like, think about that. That would be now $80 million Alec has to put away. Like Alec ain't Howard Stern. Like 30 Rock was good, but he was making like 300,000 an episode exactly. and a long time ago. I don't get it. Like there's just, it's not, and it's not like his role, his acting career is going to be flourishing anytime soon. Like it's, I'm sure a lot of his jobs are drying up with all the scandal. First, the hilarious wish, thing hey, hey, the Ilaria hilarious. should dry up at this point. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, guys. I had it. I'm sorry. Don't, Ilaria? don't Bambino. Uh, somebody was showing that the Baldwin kids names are all Spanish inspired names. And her yeah. commitment to the grift is just so amazing. Like it so really amazing. Insane commitment. But like Alex is a smart dude. Doesn't he like I feel like and I don't want to blame this just on Ilaria because obviously Alec is cuckoo, too, because. Or, you know, like you got to get like Will Smith, you got to get out of the bubble, man. Like this isn't, this isn't right. What's like, this is how you're going to spend the last part of your life. He was chasing around Baldwinitos. Right. Like, is this really what he wants or is this just all Ilaria? Like, we don't know. <laughs> so we're excited to find out. Also, Caroline Calloway uh, is now only doing, uh, she's doing Kat Marnell's Patreon and Julia Fox's podcast. So they've seemed to form some kind of super group of not super villains, but like there's this weird New York. Are you going to pop up on one of these things? Are you going to be like a Caroline Calloway in New York? Like, are we like downtown it girl? But that's what I'm saying. Like there, there really is this. And Caroline Calloway was posing on her Instagram stories yesterday of being all proud about that. I just, I can't tell what's real anymore. Like what, what's happening? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, just going to infiltrate the it girl circle and I'll get back to you when we figure out what the okay. hell is going on. Okay. Um, guys, summer house this week, I thought was in a very interesting episode started a lot slower, but by the end, uh, we will be able to see the continuation of the Sierra, uh, Danielle fight where glass got thrown into Danielle and it broke. Uh, what did you think of this week's, uh, summer house? And what did you think? Cause Sierra really thought she did something. She came down with a prepared so monologue. I'm going to use that monologue for theater school one day, but she had a prepared monologue when poor Andrea just wants to share love and going around the table, sharing what love means to all of us. And then Sierra took it as an opportunity to try to take down Lindsay. What did you think? I know I like, it was so like rehearsed. First of all, she did yeah, not. It, did it made not, me sad. It yeah, made me it sad. Was, it was so embarrassing and rehearsed. And I also spoke to, I'll be having Bravo historian, Samantha Bush yes. on my podcast. And she gave me some inside tea that I guess Sierra was really late to that dinner. It seemed like maybe she was rehearsing. I don't know, but it was embarrassing. It didn't land. And it's also like my, my take is we at no point saw Sierra just have a conversation with Lindsay about it. Other than when she tried to pull her aside when Lindsay was drunk on her birthday. So if you're not going to like, actually, it was all behind her back. It was like expecting Lindsay to read her mind. Um, if you never had like an actual conversation with her, how can you just assume that she knows how you feel? 
So, and Lindsay, even has said in interviews, she was like, I had no idea that like Sierra, like actually felt this strongly. Like she just assumed, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Like Lindsay was an adult about it in Vermont. It's just, we're all adults, whatever we're having. I truly believe, I truly believe Lindsay when she says, I wasn't thinking about you. Yeah. She was like, you are not on my mind. I I kind of believe Lindsay. Like, listen, you you might think Lindsay's mean. But at least I feel like Lindsay's being honest. And I love that Lindsay's like, yo, yeah, like I want to sleep with people. I want to, I'm in, and I love that Danielle was like, yeah, she's on a tear lately. She went through some shit. It's all right. Like, I mean, guys, remember, we all have friends that have done this. Most of it, it's guys usually on a tear and don't treat a woman any differently. Like you're all, you all laugh at your guy friends that are going through ladies and like, oh, he's a nice guy and all that. Lindsay's the same way. I don't know why we would look at people differently just because they liked him. I mean, you might not agree with it, but it's not. You know, it's only harming Sierra. And once again, Austin escaped without like he should have been in the beginning of that episode. They should have sat him down and grilled him together. Yeah. And the fact that that didn't happen, like that truly is the one thing that I would have wanted to see. And we didn't see anything close to that. Yeah. And did you see the first 10 minutes of like the next episode that they released? And how no. like comforting Sierra. I'm like, wait, what? Danielle could have been like actually seriously hurt. Like the glass shattered on her chest. Like she could have been seriously hurt. Like that's a big deal. And I yeah. feel like it's like not, they're actually, like, it's not a big deal to like throw a wine glass, like an actual glass. I I don't know. It's, it's what did you all... think of the page involvement? Like, cause she seemed like she was oh, really enjoying uh, Craig, Craig and Paige both seem like they, they really enjoy watching other people's messes. Did you notice that? They deserve each other. They absolutely deserve each other. Yeah. Paige was completely instigating it. Now we're seeing like a different side of it. And Summer House just filmed their um, reunion, I guess. Yeah, they filmed it on Saturday. They were yeah. no, Friday, 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 Friday. They just filmed their reunion. So I think that, you know, that's going to I read somewhere or heard somewhere that, um, yeah, Paige's uh, culpability in the whole wine glass incident is going to be talked about because I feel like she always does instigate and then she never really takes the heat. Like it's almost like a, almost like a puppet master role a little bit. Oh, definitely. I mean, I definitely think, I mean, she was the one B she's like, you get your Italian on and you go fucking like, you know, and yeah. by the way, you know, we, I mean, and also and well, you know, we do want friends like that. We do want friends like that in our corner. Sometimes if we're upset about something, but yeah. I think she knew she could get. Well, I was that. shocked by like Andrea was sitting there crying emotionally, and, like, burying himself. Yeah. And Paige was like not even giving a shit. And then Sierra was like, All you care about is yourself, Lindsay. You don't give a fuck <laughs> about anyone but yourself. And it's like Andrea is sitting here crying and you're ruining his beautiful meal. He made dinner. this beautiful meal and Luke and has he, to take him outside and go, Are you okay, buddy? Yeah. You know? He just ran uh, like away from the table crying and you didn't say anything. <laughs> what? Andrea is such a sweet soul. It is, I, I really, I'm so enamored with it i i would be so bummed out to find out if he was like a serial killer or something you know i do love him i love him so we'll see the continuation of that i didn't realize the first 10 minutes were out already uh let's see here uh vanderpump rules news raquel was on katie maloney's pod uh podcast katie only does these like kind of 30 minute podcasts so i guess you know like there if you want quick things it's there's some good dirt in here i thought there was an april fool's thing but raquel admits to going out to dinner with peter madrigal uh, yes, I, heard, I read that they're dating. Well, I don't know if they're dating, but she says they went out on one date and he, but like, also it, come on. That's like, is Peter trying to get on the show again? Like Peter was barely on the show. Like 
Peter to me is just like a uh, like a wall. He's like a nice guy, not really much he's going just like, on. He's not made for reality TV. He's a nice guy. I yeah, exactly, Raquel, exactly. I think Raquel is a nice girl who maybe wasn't meant for reality TV either. Um, I don't know. I can I can see that. I could see that. But also, like, isn't that kind of like interesting though? Like, I, I feel like you're then poking this bear of DJ James Kennedy. Aren't there other people away from Sir and that whole? Yeah. Didn't somebody see she was also dating Nima from Shaws of Sunset, which I don't know if uh, she confirmed, but she also said she's also uh, going to compete for Miss California. You guys, she is going to compete for that. And she is still going to, she is going to Toastmakers. Uh, She is learning to do toast. So that speaking uh, storyline was like really true. She really wants to get comfortable with public speaking because she gets very nervous. So I thought all of that was interesting, but you know, she also points out that uh, it was hurtful that James moved on and he had a girlfriend only a month after they ended their engagement. Yeah. I mean, James is clearly trying to prove something with like just the girlfriend content. Like he's the one that was hurt by the breakup because she broke up with him. Raquel did. Um, And Raquel is just living her life. So good for Raquel. Katie, uh, uh, Katie talked about Tom said that there are still Katie talked about Tom saying that there are still friends. Seems like she's getting advice from Raquel too. I don't know what this. So, so Tom is still friends with Katie. I don't know if they live together. I don't know. So we'll see. Um, let's see. Uh, Real Housewives of, did you watch Orange County or Jersey this week? Um, I watched Orange County. Don't watch Jersey right now. Orange County, I thought got really interesting in Aspen yeah, I with Noella, this fight. I like Noella going toe to toe with Heather. I'm into it. I, I like it in the sense that it's like fun to watch, but at the same time, to me, it's still soulless because we know that Heather, we Noella, I don't believe is truly doing this to stick up for Shannon. I believe she's just truly doing it because she wants to take down Heather. I believe she's yeah. really trying to like hurt the beast or like, like hurt the Supreme. And I don't know, for some reason it still rings false to me, but it is fun to watch. If you guys aren't watching OC, this week's episode finally paid off for a lot of boring episodes. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, as we start winding down, Black China, you guys. Uh, Black China, it's been a minute since she's been in the news. She uh, has Dream, Rob Kardashian's child. And Black China took to uh, the social medias this week to let us know that uh, she had to give away a lot of her cars you guys, which is always very sad to, were you sad about this? Yeah, I was devastated for her. She had to give away three of her cars. Which by the way, I only have one car. Should I be having more cars? Yeah, obviously. But she said that, you know, she's getting no child support. And then both Tyga and Rob chimed in and said, I pay, you know, I think Tyga said 38,000 Rob said 40,000 or something. No, no, like no, that. no. Rob said 38 and Tyga said 40 and Tyga goes, how you pay less than me? Yeah. He goes, how'd you get the discount? Yeah. But for, for their child school, the, ch- the children are with Rob and Tyga respectfully from like Monday through Saturday or Tuesday through Saturday, like basically the entire week. So that black China basically was revealed only. So they were like, why would we pay child support? Yeah. Rob so, said, I, I take care of the school. I take care of medical, medical the child expenses. is with me. So I don't know why. Black China has her kids only on Sundays. And so people were like, yeah, why would you get child support for having your kids four days a month? But on that Sunday, she likes to spend $100,000 at least on each of those kids. And this is preventing her from doing that. Well, this is her statement. She goes, I plan to refocus my attention on my trial against against Chris Jenner 
and her daughters, Kim, Chloe, and Kylie, which starts in 13 days. When they got my number one hit show killed back number in January 2015, show. I was like, was she on Was she on Grey's Anatomy? I was like, no, this can't be Robin China, the show she's talking about. Uh, she goes, that not only hurt me financially and emotionally, that hurt my beautiful kids, and she capitalized kids. I'm taking them to court to stand up for my legal rights and to be an example to my kids that what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong, and what they did was so wrong. I am so thankful that a jury will finally listen to what really happened behind closed doors, the lies that were told, and the damage that was done. At the end of this trial, I'm going to be able to proudly tell King and Dream that I did everything I could to right the wrong that was done to me, and that in life, it is my hope that they will be able to stand up for themselves when it matters too. Peace and love to you all, Angela. And that's Black China's real name is Angela. Black China's her superhero name. So um, embarrassing. So embarrassing. I, guys, this is just, I, I hate to speak ill against a woman, but this is a money grab. Like, this is just, this is not good, you know? I think her whole relationship with Rob was a money grab to begin with, and it just didn't work out the way it, it wasn't going to work out. out. You have to get you have to have primary custody to get child support. So, like, what are you doing? Get primary custody and get your child support if that's what you want. But you're clearly fumbling the bag. I want to be on that jury so bad. Like, I would like you, you, would, you get to watch all of Robin China, the TV, the reality series, which I never watched it in the first place because I'm, you know, I love my I don't love myself, but I I didn't want to watch it. And um, I just don't. I don't get why I don't get why she what she thinks she's doing. Like she looks bad in the public now and in private. Uh, yeah. No. Imagine if like one of us were selected for jury duty. Do they make you like? Do they swear you to secrecy when you're on jury duty? Yeah, I don't. I think you have to not sign an NDA. But no, yeah, you're not. That's not true though, because all of those jurors from like the big trials will end up writing. Books. No, but but after the case, you can do after it after the case. The case. Okay. Because I have a because by the way. I have it. I am going to be trying to get one of the Jen Shaw jurors to come on the show. And, uh, but I, you have to wait. Do you find this case. person? No, they haven't done jury selection. yet. Oh, oh, I was going to say like, how is that like public record that you can like find these jurors? It will be, but not yet. Ooh. Okay. I support that. Yeah. So that would be very exciting, but I just don't guys, this is so silly. You know, it's like, and it's sad too, for those kids, because it's like, it just shows you like, and, you know, it's like, this is a job to China. I don't mean motherhood. I mean, like, she's using these kids to get money because she doesn't really have much of a career. This is also supposedly one of the number one earners on OnlyFans, uh, somebody pointed out to me. So she does bring in her own money. She just wants more of it. And I don't know what you were thinking when you get involved with a family like the Kardashians that you're going, you're not going to outsmart them, you know? Yeah, I don't know what she's. I mean, you even said it when you were like, haven't talked about her in a while. She's, you know, not relevant because the Kardashians aren't going to let her be relevant if it's up to them. And they do, unfortunately, have sway. I like that she didn't mention Kendall in this. She mentions Kylie or, and the other ones. Why Kendall? Why not Kendall? Or Courtney, not Kendall or Courtney. They are inconsequential. They are the, the most boring people in the family, I guess. Um, uh, what's going on? So you say on your podcast, So True with Sophie Ross, right? Yes. Uh, you have Bravo Historian on this week. You had Lex Nico on last week. You had me on the week before. So that seems to be a solid thing to spend some time listening to. It comes out on Tuesdays, folks. Right? Tuesdays or Wednesdays? Yes, Tuesdays. So listen to this on Monday. Listen to that on Tuesdays. 
Um, and uh, eventually, Sophie will get so big, she will quit this, and then we will be at war with each other. Correct, Sophie? No, uh, I love doing this. I, I do have somebody lined up if you fail. Your mom has agreed to do the show with me oh in perpetuity. So we're going to, it's going to be more of a sci fi show at that point. We're just going to talk about our favorite <laughs> sci fi shows about alien movies. The alien movies. Yeah. <laughs> you love um, those. I'm trying to think if there's anything. I know 10 things are going to happen once. Oh, did you watch the Real Housewives of Atlanta trailer? Um, I am also several seasons behind in Atlanta. I'm behind in Atlanta okay. and, um, Jersey. Then I will talk about that at the beginning of the show. Uh, real quick bits. Monique buries the hatchet with Lee Daniels, the director of precious. They had a, uh, uh, you can see the video of them making up and it was a kind of a beautiful moment because they had a longstanding feud from 13 years ago after precious was released. And they have made up, which I think is an interesting thing, because 50 Cent was the one that called out, like, everybody needs to treat Monique way better. Her career got destroyed. So hopefully that is getting. uh, Yes, uh, I saw that. um, And then, oh, finally, I wanted to talk real quickly about Bruce Willis. Uh, He has been diagnosed with asphasia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, which is it's going to I don't know how far along he is, but for them to make a public statement, it means it has to be pretty far along where he can't communicate. The only reason I bring this up is because there is a Randall Emmett tie in with this. We've all talked about in articles, King of the Geezer teasers have talked about Randall, you know, paying Bruce Willis an exorbitant amount of money to say, I think he had nine lines in the movie with uh, Megan Fox and M machine gun Kelly. And uh, you know, he had to wear an earpiece. There was an LA times article, which Lala Kent has a quote from saying that he misfired a prop gun two times, which I'm still kind of like, uh, I don't know if Lala should have given a quote to that. No, seriously. Like, but, li- but listen, like, so, you know, you know, he obviously was trying to get his, it, it makes a little more sense. Cause I was like, why is Bruce Willis just refused to do good movies anymore? The guy's a good actor. Now it makes more sense, but it also is kind of gross to me on Randall Emmett's part. Like you're paying him, but like, Dude, you knew exactly what was going on. And and maybe you think you're heroic for doing that. But I don't I don't know. Like, it just made me all very sad because the last movie he ever did is going to be a Randall Emmett film. And Randall, no offense to you, man, but like that's he's a great actor. And it just that's not how it should have ended for him, you know? And I, um, I've always loved Bruce Willis so much. Die Hard, the Die Hard franchise is like some of my favorite movies. He's ever. a family actor where people would rent his like action films yeah. as a family. Like Die Hard is like a weird family film in my house for some reason. It really yeah. is. Like it's, yeah, it's just, he's, he's a, an amazing actor and I can only imagine how painful, you know, this it is to deal with someone who's having, cog- who's seeing their cognitive abilities decline. It's just really painful. Um, my family members have dealt with this and yeah, it's just, what is it? Well, Sophie, what, what is it really? Do you, so you, do you know a little bit about it? What, what does it do as you just can't it's, it understand sounds like language? It's, it's similar to dementia. Like okay. it sounds like it has a lot of whatever he's dealing. I forgot the name of it. They, they said the, the term for it. As, asphasia, I think, or as, yeah, asphasia. asphasia. And yeah. And that sounds very similar to dementia. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because of dementia or what it is exactly. I think that, you know, they share a lot of similarities when you look at the two diseases and um, yeah, with dementia, it's just, it's extremely sad and painful to have a family member that suddenly, you know, doesn't know what's going on or 
you know. And that's so. what it shows you, folks. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire. It doesn't matter if you're a millionaire. It doesn't matter if you're somebody like us. We deal with this shit all the time. Everybody deals with this yeah. in their families. Not maybe this specific thing, but something tragic. And it does break your heart when you're like, man, what a great life to be able to look back on. And if that's taken away from him, that right. makes me really sad, well, you know? And he's still, you know, relatively He's 67 young. years old and he yeah. looks amazing. Are you yeah, kidding like me? So many, we see so many actors, their careers go into their 90s sometimes. It's like- there was still, you know, you would like to think so much left for him. And it, it is just devastating, you know, just to know yeah, that so back to career. Yeah, it's, it's over. Thoughts are out to uh, him and his family. Yeah. Uh, we, of course, hope, you know, and I always think of those things. It's like, man, you just hope like that's what's scary about that shit. You think with rich people, you're like, God, they, rich, rich people don't even have the cure for this. You know, like, you're like, oh man, like rich people don't like we're fucked then. So, (laughs) oh, uh, Real Housewives of Dubai got announced this week. I don't know if you're going to watch that or excited about that at all, but that's more positive news. I I know you guys, I am behind on several franchises. I know, I know I am, but Dubai, I'm definitely going to check that out. Did you, did you like WeWork this week? Oh, wait, do you mean the drop? No, no, do, did you like the, it's all, it's all one big scam. I know like there's the so out? many. Did yes. Like the drop out with Elizabeth Holmes this week. Yes. It's so good. You guys, if you're not watching the drop Dude, last out, week's next it. week's the last episode. Oh, I'm Isn't sad. That sad. And the finale, I think of summer house. Fuck you. What? Fuck you. What? No. So sure. what are you talking? Who told I'm you that? Pretty, I'm pretty sure that it's either one episode left or two episodes left. How you, you are a liar. And you take it back right now. How could they, we still got 41 days until their wedding. How can it only be two weeks? You're right. You're right. I I don't know. I don't know. I may have, I may be misreporting that. That's where I like, I read it. Is this an April fool's joke? Like late? Unfortunately, no, but like, I could be wrong. I may be misreporting it. I'm sorry. I'm like, so I'm too hungover right now to do my actual research, but summer house (laughs) is it's definitely dwindling down. So savor it while it's still here. And I'm savoring the dropout because it's just so good. Wouldn't you be okay with, and I'm like this way with, we crashed as well is if, they do a second season and it doesn't even have to take place in real events anymore. Like, I just want these characters to keep going. Like, wouldn't you want another season of Amanda Seyfried doing this stuff? Well, if they do another season, it could be like her trial or like, like we I don't know anything that. or like her falling in love with the new guy. Cause she's with a guy and had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm again, speaking- like, no, it, it is like a, when you have like a perfect little mini series, sometimes it's just like perfect the way it is. I am speaking with somebody, I think on Wednesday, that has partied with Elizabeth Holmes and had a big night in San Francisco out with Elizabeth Holmes. So I was told this story a long time ago and I remembered it and I reached out to her. I was like, this is who this was about. Right. And she confirmed and she sent me all of the text messages because this person, Elizabeth kept texting them afterwards. And it was this whole, it was a very interesting exchange. So I cannot wait to share that with you guys. What's coming up for you this week besides the, the podcast? What uh, article are we working on for the Substack? Um, You're going to have to wait and find out. But... She has no idea. She has no idea what the hell is going to be. That. She <laughs> no, no, I actually idea. have been brainstorming a lot about um, my my the stuff that I've been up to for my paid subscribers. You're going to get some good stuff. <laughs> You're getting some good stuff. I've uh, been I've been brainstorming over here. Uh, she has been brainstorming, you guys. So uh, make sure you go and support Soph. And thank you so but much yeah, for supporting. I did write about Hilaria Baldwin in my last one. So go check it out. She did. And that got released, I think, yesterday. So it is up on the Substack. 
We'll put that information in the show description. Uh, you guys, I hope you have the best week ever. Thank you so much for supporting us as always. Uh, we really appreciate it. So that's it. Have a great week, you guys. Thanks, guys. Love ya. Betches.